It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Vindication. And now let's find out to what degree. Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York, uh, formerly attorney for President Trump, uh, not being indicted in New York City over the seized devices the day they raided. Uh, Rudy, as you've described on this show, they took everything uh, electronic, but, well, you know, that one hard drive in the drawer. Uh, but, you know, my friend, I, we've been waiting for this day. You and I have talked about it, and now the news is out. So fill us in on the details. Well, I mean, actually what it was was a letter from the uh, United States attorney to the judge presiding over the grand jury saying that the grand jury investigation had been closed without filing any charges. So translate that into the legal standard. They found no probable cause to believe that I committed any crime. And they investigated me even before they raided my house. They began investigating me. I think I've told you this before. I, I only found that out when they raided me a year and a half before. In fact, they began taking my iCloud account on the day that I represented Donald Trump. From that day on, they took everything from my iCloud account until after the representation was over. That's about three years worth of material. They went through all that. They went through all of my devices, which is kind of a duplication because 99% of everything's on iCloud because of the way I handle it. And uh, they invaded, you know, numerous other clients' privacy. I'm a lawyer, remember. And it always used to be in the Justice Department that you needed an extra measure of probable cause to invade a lawyer because, after all, you're not just invading my privacy. You're invading the privacy of these third-party individuals who have no – most of them had nothing to do with Trump. So this is a horrible thing to do. So, so then they found no probable cause. So my question, David, and I'm trying to figure out the best legal remedy for this, if they didn't have probable cause, you know, six weeks ago when they made this decision, how did they have probable cause three years ago when they got a warrant? Would it go away? Did it disappear? Did they find out somebody lied to them? Did they have something then? where somebody said, oh, he took money from a foreign government, or, and then it turned out he, the person was lying. I should be entitled to know that so I can sue that person. But, you know, this government, this government doesn't play by any rules other than, and I, I, don't, I can't even tell you what the rules are. They're, they're, everything for Democrats and torture Republicans, I guess. It took him years to get to two sentences. And, you know, Rudy, for the audience, I want to read the two sentences uh, that you referenced in this letter sent uh, to the judge. 
The government rights to notify the court that the grand jury investigation that led to the issuance of the above reference warrants has concluded and that based on information currently available to the government, criminal charges are not forthcoming. Accordingly, the government respectfully requests that the court terminate the appointment of the special master, the Honorable Barbara S. Jones. You know, your point about time here, and you've talked about time in prosecutions, procedure and how you know whether it's a raid a prosecution or any form of legal investigations carried out this to me the the non-lawyer here in the conversation sounds like a cooked up charge and something just set to 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 attack you in this case the individual I mean, I can't think of it any other way. If it takes years to get to two sentences, and and now you found out after years of looking at everything. By the way, I hope they like my text messages to you because, you know, we did discuss the proper scotch protocol or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or the right cigar, you know. It is true. It is true. Who knows? I mean, maybe that's against the law. I don't know. It's just... Uh, this this is wrong on any American, Rudy. Clearly, yeah. the political targeting. Yeah, I, you know, I I really feel like I have to. I don't know exactly what to do. I'm, I'm considering several legal options, not so much for me, but because it, this should be as you know, Obama was always fond of saying a teaching moment. You know, this should be a teaching moment so we don't do it again. This was wrong on every count imaginable. Uh, First of all, they didn't have probable cause. Second, the minute the minute they took all my things, I offered to come and explain it to them. In other words, uh, this is very unusual. No client I ever represented did that because I would never let my clients talk to the prosecutor. But I was so confident of my innocence and so worried that somebody would twist something. What I couldn't defend myself against, David, was somebody lying about me, right? Uh, somebody wants to come in and say, I offered him a bribe, and uh, he accepted it, but then he never took it. That would be enough for bribery. And, and maybe he could get two witnesses to support him, and then I would have to disprove it. So I was, I, my lawyer and I, Bob Costello and I, oh my goodness, we had like a, a group of hypotheticals. What happens if? What happens if? What happens if? What happens if? And we offered to go in and see them on day one. I said, look, I'd like to get this over with quickly. I will come in. You go through the documents. If you have any questions, ask me. I'll answer them. That is extremely unusual. Usually you, you, you let them go through it and get all fouled up and they can't find things. And, uh, and they didn't take me up on that. Bob must have gone after them every month. 13, 14, 15 months. And finally, they agreed to do it. And we had a three, four-hour session with about five or six of them, including the FBI. And I answered all their questions. Then they went away for another three months of pondering. And then we read in the Times that they had decided not to go forward with the case. Now, here's an interesting thing. That article in the Times was about two months ago. This letter is you know, last week or the week before, after the election. Hard to not, not accept, believe that, you know, it was delayed a little because it would have been like, a, in essence, any vindication of me is a vindication of Trump too, right? So 
there had to be a little politics there. But, you know, I got to say, given the atmosphere we're in, and I know this is strange because they never should have done it in the first place, I'm proud of my old office. There aren't too many left that would do this. I'm sure that I'm sure that uh, the Justice Department didn't want them to do this. Uh, they wanted them just to close it and say no comment, which they could have done. They have, you have the option of making the closing public or not. Usually with a public figure, you should make it public, but you don't have to. And I thought it was. I thought I thought I thought at least it was a restoration of some of the principles that I used to remember about prosecuting. And I think only my old office would do that, the Southern District of New York. So maybe we're getting back to some degree of normalcy. Let's see. Well, that leads me to the next question. Uh, you've already answered uh, the one I was going to ask about the time in which I found curious as well that it's after the election. Uh, but, you know, the follow through, is there a follow through on this, which, again, you're considering your options, disclosures uh, around tapping your phones, for example, uh, that being a you know, part of this. Uh, and then what needs to be done to fix what's going on in our justice system right now? You know, Rudy, I, I take your comments about your office. You know, you know, you know, a lot more people that have gone through that office. I only know a few of them. Good people who've worked there. But whenever there's a failure to indict, there's a pivot to a sign. For instance, Merrick Garland, special counsel for Donald Trump. They couldn't get anywhere in one direction. The story's fallen apart on the Mar-a-Lago raid. You know, and you, you see these constant pivots to keep it going. You and I talked about this off air. Uh, you, you kind of outlined, you know, they, are, they, got my, they gave you back your devices. Right. You got everything back. We're sitting there talking about it, but they haven't said what we're going to what they're going to do. So they pivot and keep it open. Well, now now they've closed it on me. Will they use my material for something else? I don't think so, because if they were, they would have asked me to testify or validate it or they could do that in the future. But somehow, I think they didn't find anything. In other words, they didn't find anything that they could use against somebody else. Otherwise, they would have, would have either put me in a grand jury or asked for an affidavit. And uh, it isn't as if it isn't as if I don't have some insight into this. We spent four or five hours with them, so I know I know what was bothering them and what was troubling them. And uh, in some cases, in some cases, it was people misleading them, and um, and I was very fortunate because one of one of the people told the truth, just wouldn't be wouldn't be swayed, and told the truth, and and I think he ended up having to do a little time in jail because of that because he wouldn't play ball with him. Well, uh, you know, I may be I may be biased, but that doesn't make me wrong. I am biased. I've known you long enough. You you call it like it is. You tell it like it is, and you're not afraid to go in and a, you know answer and ask questions, Rudy. It, it's good to see this. I, I mean, just for you, yeah. I, I use the word vindication, my friend. But how do how do you feel in, in spite of all of this? I feel I feel I feel I obviously feel good about the vindication because it's turning a corner. I feel that a great injustice was done 
in having that investigation as part of really a political persecution. Let's face it, it wasn't just me. Same thing with Bannon, some totally unjustified. In almost every case, an exaggeration of the underlying wrongdoing or mistake. Even, Even with the president and the papers, this is a ridiculous exaggeration of nothing, no harm done to anybody. Now that it turns out there was no nuclear material, he didn't leak it to anybody. So this is a dispute between the president of the United States, who kept it at Mar-a-Lago, and the uh, and uh, the government that wanted to keep it someplace else. And nobody got got it didn't get out. Nobody got it. Every president has had some form of dispute like this. Every president has some of his papers. Obama has a lot of his papers because he's supposed to digitize them, which he hasn't done. So. I don't see how you make a criminal case out of it unless, God forbid, the ex-president, whichever, was wanted it for the Chinese or for the Russians the way Biden may want it because China paid him so much money. Yeah, where there actually may be a tie, they don't look into it. You know, Rudy, I'm thinking of one other person, and I'm sure there are others <laughs> out there. Carter Page. Remember this whole thing with Carter sure. Page? And the Sussman Perkins Cooey false claims uh, on behalf of the the DNC, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the claims of Russian. It took forever for Carter to be finally, uh, again, I'll use the term vindicated because the facts were real and the allegations were not. There's a trend yeah, here. I mean, that that how many? I mean, it would almost be impossible. I'll be cut to it now, but I mean, it would, it would take a, like a two or three hour documentary to go through all of the, just all the hits and misses. I mean, and, and they all they all began with these tremendous, uh, uh, almost like a Hollywood production. Uh, this is the blockbuster. Papadopoulos is the blockbuster. He's going to put Trump away for life. He has all the inside information. And it looks like the guy was framed. He was set up. By uh, by uh, by spies, Carter Page turns out to be totally untrue, completely, absolutely untrue. The Steele dossier is an even bigger joke than I thought it was when I first saw it. Now, look, I've done I've done intelligence work. I did it during the Cold War. I did it as the second thirty commander of the Justice Department. I've seen you know as many intelligence documents as those fifty one phonies who said I was a Russian agent. And when they said that, you know, the, doc, the, 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 the uh, hard drive had indicia of Russian counterintelligence, indicia about me, Senator Johnson, Senator Grassley, uh, uh, Bannon, they never no, – notice they always do this, and I, they get away with it. They never specified a single indicia, right? if that's the right Latin singular, right? Uh, they never specified a single particular, but they always say this. Like originally, when everything came out about Biden's bribe, all the money he got through Hunter to fix Zlochevsky's case, they said it was debunked. But who debunked it? Where's the report? What did they say when they debunked it? There was no debunking, just like. There was no indicia of Russia. It had all the indicia of a document that came from Dover, Delaware. That's what it had. Right? It had 
it had his it had his signature on it, which you could verify against 400 samples of the signature. And finally, the coup de grace, his lawyer called up and asked for it and said it was his hard drive. And so these guys, I consider these guys, I think you can say this word on television whores. From, uh, I mean, I know they have big names and, and they may be a reason why our, our intelligence has been so bad for 20 years. They were, they're kind of the group that was in charge of it. I told Trump, you know, at one point, when the CIA gives you information, you got to put a factor on it. Like, probably three out of four times it's going to be wrong. It is. It is a constant in this country that the American people, Rudy, you have them on your podcast, these discussions, your radio mm-hmm. show that that we need. We need to get these agencies back on the job, not oh. not on the politics. It's gone on for decades. It's gone on for longer than that. And I know you get it. The frustration of people in my audience, in your audience, of every American, regardless of political party, who looks at this fairly and says, this isn't right. And I, I, I don't know. Is it going to take a president and more likely a Republican president going in as the head of the executive and saying, OK, enough of this. We're going to clean this up and fix it. And that's a part of my legacy. That's yeah, what know, I think is needed. You know, you know the, 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 the risk here is exactly what Schumer point, pointed out. And the reason Pence didn't do it, uh, not Pence, I'm sorry, Pompeo didn't do it and should not be president of the United States. Uh, Schumer said if you, if, that Trump is making a very big mistake going after the intelligence agencies because they will get him. So when Pompeo went in CIA, he knew how bad they are, but he left it alone. Same thing at state. I even got an explanation of it at state about Pompeo. I said, why isn't this guy straightening this place out? I gave him all this evidence of corruption. He's touching a little bit of it. He he says he has bigger objectives and he doesn't want to get destroyed by them. Now, the bigger objectives, uh, you know, might be he was running for president. But they also were, he wanted to do the Abraham Accords, he wanted to do, and therefore, if he got involved in straightening out the corruption, it might uncut all that. But not straightening out that corruption hurts us permanently. It means there are a lot more Abraham Accords we never accomplished because we got a bunch of crooks running that place. And, and, and they also become kind of disturbed people you know the thought state. The minute I heard the Papadopoulos plan, I said, "This is Brennan and, and the CIA." It didn't take me more than more than two minutes of hearing it. I said, uh, "Brennan, this is a Brennan Fakakta plan," because uh, Brennan is not as smart as he thinks he is. And uh, in order to entrap uh, Papadopoulos, and that, so they have to be stopped from doing that. But any president who does that, they're going to leak out. I don't know. Who knows what they'll leak out? You know, he was he was killing children at uh, five years old or something. Yeah. No, they, they can certainly willing, do you it. You've got to be willing to take that. And only Trump has had that. I, I, Pompeo backed down from it directly. So he's out. <laughs> but uh, Trump did it. And they sure took their pound of flesh from him. Now, who yeah, else? They took more than a pound. 
They they took a lot oh, more. Sure, by that's, by that's, the way, so what and, they did is outrageous, and to the country. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So in the he, end, to so us. now you got to ask end. yourself about the next president. I think we do. People who are serious about this, uh, whether it's Trump or someone else, do they have do they have the guts to put their entire life and reputation on the line to straighten out CIA, state, and our intelligence services, so we get them back to what they used to be? Yeah. You know, you, you just reminded me of something. I was in the Oval the day that Robert O'Brien came in and they had Trump had basically cleared out a whole bunch of the NSC. I think a third of them were fired that had oh, been there that. for decades. And I, I just remembered that moment when Robert walked in and told us that he had done that. And, and it just shows you how many people stay there, to, regardless of party, regardless of who's in the White House over time uh some more news is coming out today rudy we don't know i don't know the context of it yet but Catherine herridge who i know you know and my you know colleague for many many years is over at cbs and there's more coming uh from her through cbs so a little bit of a surprise there about the hunter biden laptop and the data the source and uh Again, another one who says they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. So just a little teaser there, something to look into, uh, hopefully. Yeah, and very, as you know, she's a very, very serious journalist. Yeah, one, one of the best That's ever, it. one of the best. I would say, and, and, and gutsy. Well, we will see. I'll be watch. I'll be watching. I'm probably just going to reach out to her and say, okay, Catherine, <laughs> give me the details yeah, here. Let her know if she needs any help. I've got... I still have the two hard drives. I just I just rejuvenated them so that they're clearer. You know, you have to keep rejuvenating them so they don't. I just did it the other day. And All right, my friend. Disgusting things that I, and I, you know, when I looked at it, I said to myself, "How was this held back from the American people before the election?" And this has to have been the greatest scandal in American presidential history. I'm not even talking about the dispute over you know fixing the vote. I'm talking about the unbelievable suspension of our First Amendment, which has always been so important to the press, by the press, in order to bury this information about his criminality for 30 years. It's 30 years worth of crimes. There's a lot in there, and we've got a long way to go. Rudy, vindication. It's good well, to hear it publicly. You, you know, all, all I have to say is you learn who your friends are, and you learn uh, who your friends friends of, of the republic are, and you're both. You're a good personal friend, and man, you're one hell of a patriot. I'll tell you. Thank You've you, been my doing friend. You too. For a long, long time. I'll see you soon. We'll we'll well, yeah, uh, we'll hoist the glass to this I one. I want to have a cigar with you. <laughs> it's a deal. See you very soon. Okay. Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York. Uh, of course, he's got his podcast. You can check it out there, Uncovering the Truth. And uh, you can get him on WABC 77 in New York. The website, RudyGiulianiCS.com. For Common Sense. Join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.